What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Slice of TV, where we slice into your favorite TV shows. Today, we are talking about the first episode of the newest series from HBO, The Last of Us. I have been waiting for this show for so long, and I know a lot of people out there have been doing the same thing. It has been so highly anticipated. It is probably going to be, you know, just in my personal opinion, probably a top show of the year. As someone who has played the video games, it got me more excited for anything. But it, but here's the thing about this show. This is a show you can go into completely blind without knowing anything from the games, and I think you will enjoy it just as much because it's so engrossing. The writing is beautifully done. The performances are top-notch. And by the end of this episode, you are just craving, craving for more. We're going to be talking about non-spoilers, of course, in the beginning, because this just came out, and we want people to experience this show, and then I'm going to spoil it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of The Last of Us in this episode, and what The Last of Us means to me personally. As I said before, it means a lot to me. So, The Last of Us first debuted back in 2013 as a video game from Naughty Dog, a studio from Sony, as a PlayStation 3 exclusive, as I have... Uh, for anyone watching, uh, that is my PS3 copy. This game has been taken, has been made uh, a remaster in 2010? Or no, 2000, sorry, 2016, I think, for the PS4. And then it was recently last year turned uh, remastered again, completely from the ground up for the PS5, as it is now called The Last of Us Part 1, as there is a sequel, The Last of Us Part 2, which came out a couple years ago for the PS4. It, this game screams, make me into a TV show, make me into a movie with the way that the writing is done in the games. It is perfect to be able to translate to this medium. And to be honest, after watching this first episode, they couldn't have done it any better. We will talk about the differences between what I saw in this, at least in just this episode and in the games and not in a way that I'm going to be like judging it like you know because there are changes in this in this adaptation that I think are good and you know people will have their complaints or their you know whatever they'll complain about certain things when it comes to the show compared to the game especially hardcore fans which just kind of annoys me but as somebody who is a big fan of this franchise and what they the the games were able to to do I think we are in for a wild ride with the show i think that this is going to be probably the best video game adaptation of all time these are all just you know these are all what i feel it's not it, you know you know things could happen down the road but i just i don't think it's gonna happen i just don't think it's gonna happen this is all you know just me putting my opinion out there i want everybody out there to watch the show and really create your own but from what i'm seeing on the internet people are loving the show People are, are, you know, you have those haters, but most of it is very positive and I'm very happy to see it. Here's the thing when it comes to taking a video game property and successfully transferring it to the screen, just stick with what you have. Stick with what the game is give, has given you already. And I feel that is what I am seeing as something that has been or that is successful for this show is that they are not 
creating a whole new world. They are taking what uh, Neil Druckmann uh, and, and Naughty Dog, they did with the original Last of Us video game, and they're just putting it on the screen because guess what? You're going to have a lot of people who never played the game. This is brand new to a lot of people. You know, as, as somebody who has played both games quite a bit, and then, you know, for instance, a prime example, I watched this first episode with my wife. She doesn't play video games. She's never seen me play these games. This is new to her. To be honest, I was going to watch this by myself. I turned the show on. She gets invested in the show. And of course, things happen where I have to like pause it and for her to, to step away and stuff. So you know that you are going to pull in, you know, people outside of the fan base of the video games because it's because the writing of the games are so good. Just give us that again, because guess what? When I'm watching this show, especially this first episode, and I am hearing the, you know, word for word dialogue from the game being spoken by the actors on screen, I'm not disappointed. I'm not mad about it. I'm pumped. It gives me goosebumps. It makes me well up because even though I know this game and I know what's going to happen and I know the, the dialogue, I'm still, I feel like I'm experiencing it again for the first time in a different medium being spoken by different people. The casting is fantastic. I cannot stress enough how much I love the casting. Uh, when it comes to our two main characters, Joel and Ellie, two characters that are iconic. People have them tattooed on them. People can quote this game. There's just you can hear Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson's voice like in your head if you're uh, you know a big fan of the games, and they're just so iconic. And the fact that we got Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself, to play Joel, bravo. And he really takes Joel and creates his own version of this character. He's not, he's not taking Troy Baker's performance and just copying it. He is taking the mannerisms and the way that he acts, maybe, but he is voice, you know, the way he speaks and the way he moves. It is, it is different from the Joel from the games, but that's fine. He's doing his own thing. And it's, and it's the same thing with Ellie. I feel Bella Ramsey is amazing as Ellie. From what we've seen in this first episode, it's she's a little bit more, I think, gung-ho, and she's a little bit more ruthless, and I love it. As much as I love Ellie from the games, I think Bella Ramsey is going to is going to put herself on a different plateau because she is so so good in this episode we also have some uh great performances gabriel uh gabriel luna holy shit i can't speak i apologize gabriel luna who plays tommy uh we've actually talked about gabriel luna on the show when we talked about terminator dark fate he played the uh whatever the heck the terminator was that he played in that movie but uh yeah he's playing tommy very different from what we see in uh, in the games and that's okay and i'm gonna keep saying it we have anna torv as tess tess in the game is someone we see for a very short amount of time but she makes an impact in the games in this show we are seeing more of this character and i love it i absolutely love it and I can't wait to see what we, uh, you know, where she goes in the second episode. But from what I've seen so far, I love it. I love this character. She's also uh, Anna, um, Anna Torv. She was in 
Mindhunters, fantastic show if you haven't seen it on Netflix. Very good. We also have Nico Parker, who is this version of Sarah, Joel's daughter. And she is phenomenal. She is very different, in my opinion. The way that she is portrayed in the show is very, I think, slightly different. I want to see very different. Slightly different from what we see from Sarah in the game. Now, for anyone who's played the game, you know how how it all ends. Uh, but I won't spoil that until we get to spoilers. But Nico Parker's performance, fantastic. And I mean, when your mom is Twandy Newton, then yeah. You're, I feel you're in good hands uh, to to really bring out that performance. We have Meryl Dandridge, the original Marlene from the games, coming back and doing the live action version, which is so awesome. It's so great to see somebody who actually lived the world of Last of Us in the, uh, for the games and came back to do the, the performance in the show. Can't wait to see more of her. And uh, there's a couple other characters. We're, we're not going to go through the whole cast because we're only talking about episode one, uh, which is it titled When You're Lost in the Darkness, which is a kind of a slogan for the Fireflies, which is a a, re- the, a rebellion um, faction that is trying to overthrow the the government now that is part of the the world of The Last of Us. But I'm very excited we have Neil Druckmann on as an executive producer. He's going to be writing some of the episodes. He actually wrote this episode and I I've heard he's actually going to be directing a couple of the episodes as well. Potentially next weekend's uh, episode. Uh, we have Craig Mazin, who is the creator of Chernobyl coming in as the showrunner for this. So another person who is, you know, who has seen success in a very dramatic show such as Chernobyl and um, I feel this was per- a perfect showrunner for this show. I'm also very excited because we are going to be getting. Uh, so the, when the last of us came out later on, it got a DLC called Left Behind, which was a kind of an origin sort of for Ellie. And we're actually going to be seeing that with her uh, with her friend that um, she has. I'm very excited for all of that. I'm very excited for just everything like I can't even fathom the excitement. I don't even know if I used that correctly and I probably didn't. And I don't really care. I can't express to you how excited I am for this show to continue and to where it's going to go. The fact that like, I know how this all ends. I know how this goes, but the fact is, is they're able to in, in, you know, inject new things that I've never seen before taking characters that were so small and bringing them out uh, taking the lore of certain characters and kind of expanding on it and and maybe tweaking it a little bit here and there, but they're staying true to the game. And that's what other video games, when when people are going, we want to make a video game adaptation of, of this, this, and this. Use this as a blueprint because they're, they're figuring it out. I know this is episode one and I know I'm kind of feel like I'm, I'm maybe going a little bit too far on this, but I have... No doubt this show is going to be amazing from start to finish. No doubt. You can say whatever you want, but I think other people need to look at this and be like, if I'm going to adapt a video game to the big screen or to the small screen, look at The Last of Us and what they did. Stay true to the source material. Resident Evil, I'm looking at you. Seven movies. Seven. 
and you still couldn't figure it out. Just stay true to your to your source material, and I think you're going to be okay. Hey, Uncharted, let's let's maybe try that again, okay? Because yikes, but I feel that's enough of the of the non spoilers of this episode of me just kind of gushing all over this show and how much I loved this first episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about some spoilers and, uh, and then, yeah, you guys go watch it. If you have HBO max, go watch the show. If you've never played the game, it doesn't matter. Just go watch the show. You will love it. And if you don't, you can just yell at me. That's fine. Just dissect that film, Twitter, Instagram, just message me saying you were wrong and I'm very disappointed. And I'll be like, I'm sorry that I disappointed you. (laughs) All right, everybody. We're going into spoilers. So I'm warning you now. So for for everyone who's played the game, getting this opening segment of before it all comes down, it's hard, even though we know what's going to happen. Actually, before we even get into this part, there was a, a, a scene that we got set in 1968, way before the outbreak which has a a couple scientists. They're on like a a talk show and they are uh, talking about viruses and John Hanna from the mummy, the mummy returns. That's, I mean, that's how I, I'm mostly what I know him from. He is a doctor talking about the cordyceps virus and kind of the threat of fungi uh, as a, a way of destroying the world. And it's, in reality, it is a virus that it only affects insects and mostly ants, where it literally takes over your brain and uses you as a puppet and uses you as it creates a zombie, pretty much, uh, pretty much a human that has no control over the, any of the functions of its body. And it's one of those things where people are just naysaying, like, "Well, that can't be possible. This is nope, nope, nope." And then we get it because we flash. We flash forward to 2003, which is um, the original game took place in 2013 because that's when the game came out. But we are stepping back into 20, uh, 2003 where we meet uh, Joel, we meet Sarah and we meet Tommy. And uh, Joel is a single father with his daughter taking care of her, but she's more taking care of him. She's very self-dependent and. Um, you know, she but she's still a kid. You know, and she's got a lot of, you know, kid responsibilities and she wants to spend a lot of time with her father, you know, father's busy guy and it's his birthday. So she decides she wants to fix his watch. It's very, the uh, some of this very reminiscent to the game's opening sequence. Uh, this Sarah played by Nico Parker f- plays a little bit different than the Sarah we get from uh, the game. Uh, we don't see Sarah a lot in the game but we see her enough to kind of form that attachment in this show. You see way more of Sarah. So you're getting way more of an attachment to her and seeing more of a personality from her where she's going out, she's going to school. She's, you know, going to the, the watch shop to get her the watch fixed. She's hanging out with her neighbor who is, who's elderly helping her bake and stuff like that. And we're seeing those things. And so when everything goes down, that's you, it just, I feel it hits you even harder. So, you know, everything goes down. She witnesses her neighbor kind of rabid, like she attacks her family and then um, her dad comes and kills 
uh, kills the the very elderly lady and she's very shook up about it you know she's she just watched her dad kill someone but because she doesn't understand what is going on even though you hear you know on the news and on the radio and stuff like that about things weird things are going on and um so yeah very reminiscent of the game we we also get a very cool shot that is very side by side comparison to the game where they're driving um through Austin Texas and they're driving to kind of get the hell out of there and it all is the point of view of Sarah from the back seat of the truck i thought was great we see uh just Absolute chaos in downtown Austin as a, a freaking 747 crashes in the middle of the, the the town and they just need to get the hell out of there. And this is when we really see these zombies for the very first time. And it, you know, we see them attacking people and then they chase after Joel and Sarah and then this is when we get the most heartbreaking scene in video game history. And to be honest, I walled up a little bit watching it in this show. And that is when uh, Joel and Sarah, you know, Sarah actually, they get in a car crash and Sarah's a little hurt. So she has to be carried and a military member shoots them because they can't take the risk of them infecting anybody, even though they're not sick. So Sarah gets shot. She dies. And it's very heartbreaking. It's one of the most heartbreaking. I remember playing the game for the very first time and I actually cried. And I'll admit to it because it is one of the saddest moments in video game history. We then go 20 years. We see Joel and what in in the world has just crumbled. Uh, This virus has taken over the world and we're in Boston. And we meet Joel in his current state 20 years later. So we're in 2023. That's why we said to start in 20, 2003 because the show start and takes place in 2023 and we're in 2023. So there it all, it all adds up a little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, just a, a text tab 2003. It's fine, <laughs> but I love it. So yeah, we just see how this world works. And to be honest, this show just keeps on hitting you in the feels as we, the first scene we get, in the after the 20 years you know transfer there is a a little boy wandering through he's he looks rough looks like he's been through some stuff and he wanders into a quarantine zone he gets brought in and they have a tester to test if he has it now they don't ever mention if he does uh other than the fact of it flashes red on the little marker or on the uh, machine which in my mind is like well this isn't good but it kind of he's being comforted by one of the other um, uh, people working there about like, you know, everything's gonna be fine. You're gonna be okay. I'm gonna get you your favorite foods and stuff like that. But then you see him later as uh, Joel drives up with a truck full of bodies that he's got to put in the fire and the little boys there. And it's heartbreaking, man. It's just like, damn, if you didn't get me with the last scene, now you're getting me with this like two in a row. Jeez. Like we didn't even get that in the game, I don't think. I don't remember. I don't remember if that was part of it, but it was rough. And yeah, we just see how people survive in this world. You know, Joel does what he, you know, he works a lot. You get uh, him dealing drugs on the side and you see him uh, in a relationship with, uh, you see him in Tess, 
Um, they're kind of in a they're in a relationship. They live together, and um, you know she's in her own situations. You know they're trying to get out of Boston to go find his brother Tommy, who you meet you know before everything happens, and she gets screwed over. So she's getting you know dealt with uh, by Robert, who oh, who plays Robert. I can't remember the actor who plays Robert, but he was recently in Violent Night. And for all of our Freddy versus Jason fans out there, he was in that. I don't remember his character's name, but he was the crazy dude who was with um, Jason Ritter. I can't remember his name, and I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, he, she's getting dealt with by him because he screwed her over. And then, um, yeah, the Fireflies, You you kind of hear about them you don't really see them much until about towards the end of the episode they're kind of they're viewed as a terrorist group but in reality they're more of like a rebellion to try to overthrow uh fedra which is kind of like the the government now uh, since everything kind of went down we then we meet ellie for the first time and i love bella ramsey in this role i think she was perfectly cast People can say whatever they want, and I will not listen when it comes to she doesn't look like her. She doesn't sound like what? What? Can we just stop with this shit, please? Just leave it alone. She's going to be great, and she was great in this episode. So, yeah, and she's been she's being she she was taken. She doesn't know why. And um, you let her find out she was taken by the. Uh, fireflies for a specific reason you really don't know exactly why still even though you meet the leader of the certain group marlene uh and then you know the worlds of ellie and joel kind of meet as they're trying to get a battery um robert and his stupid goons they end up dying and wiping out a lot of the fireflies and almost kill marlene and then Marlene's like, well, I can't do anything. I got shot. So Joel, Ellie, take her to where she needs to go and you'll be compensated. And that's where we get the team up. And of course, Tess is there as well. And um, yeah, t- uh, you get the Joel and Ellie not being, you know, not really seeing eye to eye at first because Joel, this wasn't what Joel signed up for. Very similar to the game. Uh, and you get um, a rehash of the game where they go to Joel's place and there's like a code. He's got like a book of songs. And if a song is from the seventies, then it's good news. If it's a song from the eighties, it's bad news on the radio. And she's kind of reading through it and he's, you know, sleeps and stuff. And it's, it's nothing too crazy important. I just love the, the contrast uh, between the game and the show and how they kind of kept it very, fairly similar. Ellie, like I said, she's a live wire. She is very dependent. Like she feels she can be very dependent. Like she doesn't need anybody to be to to help her with things. She she wants to make people pay for everything. And um, yeah, you find she she's told she's very important, but she doesn't know why. And you know, if you're not familiar with the with the game, you don't know why. And I think that's what's great is getting to experience it with somebody who's not, you know, knowledgeable about what the game is all about. Uh, and that's why it's going to be so much more fun for me watching it every week because I get to watch with my wife who is in that category. And yeah, we, um, we get the, 
we get scenes where they're trying to they try to get out and you find you know Joel has to kind of protect her and he ends up killing someone and that's when Ellie is found out that she is she um she tested positive for the virus but she's immune um and she has to prove it to Tess because she's got the scars on her arm. She's like, well, this is like three weeks old and people turn within a day. So you're just like, okay, is she, is she really infected? Is like, what is going on? And you know, that's kind of where the episode ends. They wander into Boston, which is decrepit. And then of course you got to get the shout out of the freaking clicker on the top. there, screaming on the rooftop as they venture uh, through, through Boston and that really awesome shot of the to the building kind of leaning up against the other building. It's awesome. But that's that's it. That's the last of us episode one when you're lost in the darkness. I'm very excited for this show and I'm very excited to talk about this show every week and I hope you're excited to listen to me talk about this show. I know it's uh you know TV shows and stuff like that. It's 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 hard to really um get people fully interested in, in just like one person's opinion on a show. But I hope that you take my opinion, uh, you know, not to heart, you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it and that's fine. Don't attack people for not for liking things you don't like, or if you have no interest in watching the show again, that's on you. That's fine by me. I do highly recommend it. And that's all I'm going to say. And I hope you guys join me every week when I talk about the show. Hopefully, maybe I'll have some guests on to help me talk about the show because it's definitely a lot better talking with other people. But, hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But, hey, thank you, everybody, for joining me. We're going to be back next week for episode two. I can't guarantee they're going to be out exactly the same time every week, but um, I'm going to try my best. So until next time, I'm Brett Parker, and I'll see you again on another episode of Slice of TV. Bye.